today's passage uh, is uh, on the book of uh, Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. Yet uh, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you, not much, uh, are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by, uh, by wearing at a single hour of your life, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. This is the word of the Lord. Right. Thank you, Ernest, for reading, Victor, for praying. Let's keep that passage open, though. Today is uh, is not an exposition. As I said, we're doing a, a topical series for three weeks. We're going to look at some uh, issues facing Hong Kong. Uh, this week, uh, no, the next week is... Uh, fake news, and the week after, depression, and uh, this week, should I stay or should I go? Uh, now, of course, that's a big issue at the moment, as we all know, here in Hong Kong. Uh, you go to the airport, and it's very quiet because of COVID, uh, except for the long queue of people going to the UK. All, right? um, all of us will probably know people who uh, are going um, Maybe some of you, I know you've told me, you know, it's, it's very busy at work because many of my colleagues have left and they haven't been replaced. Or, you know, uh, some schools, they suddenly have so many school places. Now, this is a real issue. And so uh, we want to speak to that. Uh, at the same time, you know, uh, it is a big issue, right? There's hundreds of things I could say about this. I had lunch with some friends of mine who were also pastors at other churches on Friday. And uh, when they heard I'm going to preach on this, wow, you're brave. It's a big issue, and many of us have different situations. Some of you, you know, you've decided to go, you've decided to stay. Uh, some of you, you have to go. Your company's moving you, and uh, maybe you don't want to, but that's what it is. Um, some of you are still trying to weigh up. Uh, some of you, well, you, maybe you feel you need to stay, but you want to go, or you feel guilty. Well, we're all in different places. But uh, I hope that, uh, you know, the things I'm going to say, that God will use that. So uh, let's pray again. Our Father, yeah, please use these words. Uh, address each one of us in our, our different situations. 
pray that the words you've given me this week by your spirit uh, for your words that that would be uh, indeed what we need to hear today please show us uh, yourself show us the gospel give us a great vision in jesus name amen well uh yeah so should i stay or should i go now some of this is kind of just part of guidance right how do how do we know god's will uh, that's a huge topic. Again, that's something I'm not going to talk on. Now, some of you want to know more about that. Let me recommend two books about, you know, finding God's will. Uh, one is Kevin DeYoung, Just Do Something. Uh, the other, Philip Jensen and Tony Payne, Guidance and the Voice of God. I'll, I'll put the names on the app uh, so you can see them there. But these are great books if you want to learn more about how God guides us. But, uh, yeah. I'm sure we all know if we want to know what God says, right? That's what we want as Christians. We should look at the Bible. But but then what does the Bible say? Well, I think the first thing I want to say is it's a matter of wisdom. It's a matter of wisdom. And what I mean by that, well, some issues in the Bible, that there's a very clear right and wrong. No adultery. No stealing. That's very clear, right? Very clear guidance. (laughs) There's no wriggle room. And you don't need to pray about it. And you don't need to ask for advice. No adultery. (laughs) That's clear. But other issues, you know, they they are very complex. And there's a lot of things to weigh up. And it's not as simple. Many political issues. Is universal health care a good idea? There's not no clear answer, right? So many things to think about. Uh, so many things to weigh up. So many different factors. Um, some things, kind of, the principle is clear, but, but how? You know, evangelism. All Christians should evangelize, yes. But, but how? Just talk to your friends, or do you have to go out and talk to strangers? Uh, what should you say? What shouldn't you say? Should you be proactive or not? You know, it's a wisdom thing, right? It, it, it's, you know... Different situations, different people, it's, it's different. And uh, then it's not as clearly right and wrong as others. And then, uh, so, yeah, staying or going. What does the Bible say? Well, first, well, I, I don't see any clear commands. I don't see anywhere in the Bible a clear commandment, you know, you should always stay unless you're forced to move or you should always go. I haven't seen it. Uh, there's no consistent examples. And I mean, if everyone in the Bible always did one thing, then maybe that's the thing God wants us to do. But, uh, you know, uh, Jeremiah is told to stay. The disciples are told to go. <laughs> it's, it's not consistent. And so, what is it? Okay, uh, theology. Does God have, you know, a certain theological reason for certain countries? Well, I think theologically that there's no difference between countries. If I look at the Bible, right? I mean, as Christians, what is our home? Where do we belong? It's a new creation. It's when Jesus comes back. That is our home. And the whole world for the rest, if we, as long as we live here, we're in exile. Whether you're here or somewhere else, right? You know, it's all part of God's good world, but it's all fallen. Every place in the world, well, there's sin and suffering, but God is at work and God rules. But in some ways, it doesn't really matter where you live, right? There's no special nation that you have to go to, like Israel in the Old Testament. There's no theological difference. Uh, just to say, of course, there is a practical difference between countries. You know, some countries are better than others. That's, that's true. And, you know, we, the countries we come from, they matter, right? I'm Dutch. My wife's Korean. 
and uh, we here we have you know Chinese and Westerners and Filipinas and you know uh, and, and you know we are aware that we okay we just because I'm a Christian that's not a race but again there's no right and wrong and and so if I put that together you know I, I want us to be clear both are valid options staying or going are both valid options there's no very clear this is what you need to do in the Bible. And we're all different, all different situations, different backgrounds, different gifts. There isn't a simple right and wrong. Which means, yeah, I'm not going to tell you, you should stay or you should go. The Bible doesn't do that, and so I can't do that. It's instead, we all need to pray and seek God and weigh things up and seek advice and Different people will come to different conclusions on that. And, well, that's okay. They're both valid options. A bit like marriage and singleness. You know, should you get married or should you stay single? Well, they're both good options, right? None of them are sinful. But for one person, it may be better to get single. For another person, maybe to get married. Another person, well, maybe get married but not to this person. You know, yeah. I hope you see what I mean, right? This is a wisdom issue. And I think that's really good to know. Maybe if you are really worried about making the right choice, they're both valid options. If if one of them was really a big sin, the Bible would say so. It doesn't. Maybe you're forced to do one thing uh, that you don't want. You know, they're both valid options. You know, you're not going against God's will if you're forced to move. Just go with it. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, we shouldn't judge each other too much. You know, maybe someone makes a decision that's different from what you have done. But, you know, there's so much to weigh up, we shouldn't judge each other. And maybe you're in conflict, right? One person wants to go, one person wants to stay. It's helpful to know, right? That they're both valid options and we can talk about it and... And that helps with my marriage. If, if I can't show from the Bible that my wife is wrong, then I should listen to her. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I hope that makes sense. As they're both valid options. Which means we need to think. Uh, and and if we need to think because uh, at the same time, it's a huge decision. Right? This is not a, a simple, small, light thing. Uh, the cost of moving. Five years ago, we moved to Hong Kong. That was a big move for us, for our kids. Uh, It's something to really think about before you do it. Uh, The relational cost, right? Uh, Friends and family, if you're in a different time zone, you will see them a lot less. You know, uh, there's a big cost. A church. You know, church is not just uh, the preacher and the music, right? It's a community. It's people you've been sharing your life with for years. And, you know, you've prayed together and you can speak into each other's life. And then if you move, you have to start all over again. It's something to seriously consider. If you, and there's a, it's a big decision. But then, okay, what, what should we do? What should we do? And um, I think from this passage, what we should consider first is, well, God's priorities. God's priorities. Uh, this is a great passage. It's from the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount is these three chapters in Matthew where Jesus just teaches what does it mean to live as, as one of his followers. And, and that's like this really demanding standard for all of your life, right? You can't even hate someone. That's already murder, right? It's really demanding. 
And then you read it and you think, how can I do that? How about all the other things in my life? Well, that's why Jesus gives us this passage. And he says, don't worry. Don't worry about you know, uh, what you will eat, what you will wear. Uh, don't worry. Verse 25 and verse 31. And Jesus says, look, look, look at the birds, right? All these birds. Yeah, they, they, they don't worry. They don't store up all this food in barns. God cares for them. He's going to care for you. Uh, look at the flowers. God will care for you. Yeah, so don't worry about these things. Now, don't worry. It doesn't mean don't care. Birds still care about food, right? They, they go out of their nest and they go and look for food. But, but they don't... When it says don't worry, it's like don't be... Uh, don't let it take over your life. Don't let it distract you. Don't be so anxious and paralyzed about this, you know? Instead, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the rest will be given to you. God knows what you need. And you don't have to. I mean, these things, they are not nothing. You think about them, but first, the kingdom. First, God's priorities. And I mean, in, in this situation, with stay and go, uh, Jesus would say, don't worry about your children's education. Don't be paralyzed about security. Seek first the kingdom. And, and, and God will, knows what you need. He'll take care of you. And that's, that's the question. And in, in a way, staying or going is, is, is almost the wrong question. The right question is, you know, how can I serve God? How can I seek the kingdom? And then, well, where, what's the best place to do that? Right? You know, and work that out and then just trust God. Well, if that's here, then God will take care of me here. And if it's there, God will take care of me there. Now, I say this partly because Jesus thinks these things are more important. These things are much more important. I mean, it's, it really matters where you live. In, in some ways, you know, where you're going to live the next 50 years have a big impact. At the same time, the bigger issue is where you're going to live for all eternity, right? Are you going to be in the new creation with Jesus or not? It's almost a bigger issue. Uh, Jesus says, store up treasure in heaven, not on earth. Yeah, all, all the things here, yeah, they, they will rust and rot and spoil and fade, but treasure in heaven lasts forever. So yeah, doing what's right. It, it's almost, you know, things are important, but it's even more important. But the, the thing is, we... Of course, in a way, you can serve God anywhere, right? God is at work everywhere in the world. Everywhere in the world, there's people who don't know Jesus. Everywhere in the world, there's people who need discipling, yeah. But because it's everywhere, we just don't think about it then. Oh, I can do it anywhere, so I never think about it. I just base my decisions on everything else and then work it out later. I mean, a church is a big issue, Right? Christians need a church. If you, if you, you, know, you can't be a Christian without a church. So you, your first priority should be, you know, is there a good church? But there's plenty of people and, you know, they, okay, I'm going to move to the UK and find the best schools for my kids and I buy a house. And then uh, after the jet lag is over on their third Sunday, okay, well, where, where shall we go to church? And then, well, there is a church in town, but it's a, uh, they don't believe anything. And the nearest evangelical church, Bible-believing, is far away. That, that's so stupid, right? And you just haven't thought about what is really God's priority. Yeah, but, but not just church, you know. Uh, 
gifts, uh, making disciples. You know, how has God used you in the past? Uh, what's, where have you been effective in making disciples? And then what is the best place to do that? In your job, maybe you can, you're really doing good work, really serving God in your job here, but you couldn't do that in this other place. Well, maybe I can serve God a lot better here or there. Right? These are things to weigh up. How can I serve God? And, and, if, and if that is in a certain place, God will take care of you there, wherever that may be. I mean, we can even think further out of the box. I mean, I talk about the UK because that seems to be the most popular destination. Have any of you thought about going to Japan? I mean, well, why not go to Japan? Right? It's, it's, it's safe and modern, and it's in Asia, so it's, uh, you know, same time zone, uh, right? But it's a very needy place. The number of evangelical Christians in Japan is about the same as here in Hong Kong, even though it's a, it's a huge country. It's really needy spiritually, and you could be a great blessing to the church there. Have you ever just thought about, God can use me in Japan? I'm not saying we should all move there right now, right? You know, can you get a visa? What kind of job would you do? Can I learn Japanese? I mean, there's so many things to think through. But if we almost never consider it, right? We just think, oh, UK, without actually stepping back. No, how can God use me? And that's what God would like, right? Usually it's the last question, and we just chose, choose based on quality of life. And, and Jesus says, well, those things, yeah, they're important, but seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first what's right, and, and then, and, and, and whatever that is, God will take care of you. And I, I know people who, who do that, who really believe that. And friends of mine, they live in, uh, in London, and you think, oh, that's great but they live in an area that's just completely Muslim. And their kids go to a school, and everyone is Muslim except their kids. It's some of the worst schools in the country. And you just think, why would you ever do that? Well, they have a heart for, for Muslims. They believe God wants to reach them, through them. And so, so they go there, and, and they trust God. They trust God that their kids will turn out okay that their kids will be fine because God will look after them because God wants, me, wants us to, to reach Muslims here. Yeah, we can do that. And, and, and again, that might be anywhere. This sounds like, you know, you should stay and not worry about other things. You know, why are you moving? Why are you staying? Let's do it for God. I mean, some people, they stay, and the reasons is kind of, well, I know, I know someone, and they're going to stay in Hong Kong and not move to the UK. Why? Well, because here I've got a domestic helper, and in the UK I have to clean and cook myself, and no way. I mean, yeah, it's a reason. It's not like the most godly reason, right? So let's search our hearts, right? What is really in our heart? Why are we doing this? Is it my way or is it God's way? Well, what does God want me to do? Let's think about those things. Although, of course, there's a few things, uh, yeah, a few specific issues I want to talk about that people bring up. How about security? You know, people are worried that as things change in Hong Kong, it's going to get unsafe for Christians, right? You know, what if I lose my job? I'll go to prison. Uh, those kind of things. Shouldn't I leave? Uh, many people are afraid of that. I know some people think it's, it's no big deal at all. 
But at the same time, I, I can understand people are concerned. I mean, communist countries have a pretty bad track record. Right? Eastern Europe, Soviet Russia, North Korea, Cambodia, uh, Cuba. Just, you know, communist places are, are, aren't great for Christians. And so I can understand that people are, are, are fearful. Yeah? And, yeah, and if you see danger coming, if you're living at the bottom of a volcano and people tell you next week is going to erupt, my guess is you're going to move, right? I can understand this. At the same time, sometimes there is this kind of assumption behind it that, you know, God wants me to have an easy, comfortable life, and that's what I always should seek. Is that really true? Yeah, because uh, Paul says, for example, uh, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Peter says to suffering Christians, well, your brothers around the world are going through exactly the same thing. Persecution is the norm, and a comfortable, easy life is, is the exception. You know, the, the UK is getting worse too. It's becoming pretty totalitarian. Very aggressive secularism. Uh, some people complain that I always talk about the LGBT movement. And then I want to say, look, God loves everyone. And, and, and if you're a Christian struggling with same-sex attraction, you know, we, we all sin. And we know we can learn from you how to live a godly life. And then you can learn from others. God wants us to treat everyone with grace and love. But I'm talking about a, a very aggressive movement, yeah? that if you don't fry, fly a pride flag, you get fired, and those kind of things. And, you know, it, it's, it's going to be hard to be a Christian in the UK as well. Where are you going to move to then? Antarctica? I, I don't know, right? We shouldn't just want to escape persecution necessarily. In, in fact, is comfort really good? In the Old Testament, when the people of Israel were really comfortable and prosperous, what did they do? They forgot God. It's only when things were difficult that they started to come back to Him and cry out to Him. Right? I mean, is the church really growing in the West so wonderfully because of all the freedoms there? No, it's pretty stagnant. Until two years ago, was the church really booming in Hong Kong? No. Comfort doesn't necessarily mean the church will grow. Uh, the church is growing in the more difficult countries. And, uh, again, I'm, I'm not saying these aren't, this isn't a big issue that you need to think about. Uh, and, and you might want to move for this, but it's, it's, it's not the, the deal breaker, the, the, the big thing that some people make it out to be. Uh, same with education. This is for parents or future parents. Right? Many people, you know, my, my kids are going to go to school and they're going to get brainwashed, and I really don't want that. And I can understand that, right? You, you want your kids to you know, to, to, to become Christians, and you don't want them to get brainwashed. Although, in the UK, your kids are also going to get brainwashed. Absolutely. You know, with uh, secularism and LGBT ideology, and, you know, your, your five-year-old kids are going to get explicit sex education. Do you want that? <laughs> your kids are going to get brainwashed everywhere. But the solution isn't necessarily moving. The solution is taking, discipling your kids seriously. I mean, the West can be pretty dangerous. Uh, Rhoda gave me this chart. So this is, uh, they did some research. So high school kids in the U.S. who went to church, how many of them dropped out of church when they went to college in, in the, the few years after high school? About two-thirds. Okay? 
So if you move to the West, two-thirds chance your kids are going to lose their faith. Is it really safe there? Uh, again, I'm not saying this is not an issue. We, we, you, you should think about this, but again, it, it, it doesn't have to be the deal-breaker that some people make it out to be. Uh, wherever you go, don't be naive. And, you know, be ready for opposition. And take, if you have kids, take it seriously. Right? Does that make sense? And, and if you need to stay, don't worry. These are not such big issues that, oh no, I, I need to stay in Hong Kong, I'm so worried. God will take care of you. He will strengthen you, he will uphold you, he will be with you. Just like he is with all those other Christians in the world who are having a hard time. Yeah? Again, it, it, it doesn't mean you should stay, doesn't mean you should go. There are so many other things to consider. Uh, one big thing, family. So this is, I think, more of a right and wrong issue. How is your, your family? Maybe if you have elderly parents here. Because the Bible wants us to take care of those. Uh, in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, uh, there's a widow's program and Paul's giving advice. And, and Paul is uh, saying, you know, uh, widows, yeah, please take care of them. But if they have kids, their kids should just do it. Because uh, anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I mean, really strong words, right? You should take care of your family. That's your responsibility. And, and think about it spiritually, right? Where are your parents going to go after they die? And so this is something we're thinking through. Have you thought about that before packing your bags? How's your family? And um, we expats here, the same thing. If you're still here, is your family back home? Okay. This is something we just need to think about. Of course, how is wisdom? Uh, what it looks like, you know, there's pros and cons, and it will be different for everyone. I mean, siblings is a big thing, right? If you have a sibling who stays, it's easier to go. And, you know, if your parents have friends in a church, then, and you don't need to have to live in the same house necessarily. I mean, that's all wisdom. That's all. But the principle that you shouldn't abandon your family... Uh, that's a biblical principle. Uh, to abandon your family is sin. And uh, so that, that's worth thinking about. Right? Uh, again, uh, if you feel you need to stay here for your family, you're doing the right thing. If you're doing it for God, you know, Jesus says, don't worry. I'll, I'll make sure you're okay. I will strengthen you. I'll provide for your needs. You're doing the right thing. Great. Now, that, does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, and I don't have time to talk about everything else. You know, quality of life, the working hours, the job security, finances, uh, long-term planning. There, there's so much that goes into these decisions. And I, I can't speak to it all. But, but then, what should I do? What should we do? Well, when it comes to guidance, I, I always tell people to do A, B, C, D. A, ask God. Start with prayer. You know, really come to God and, and ask, okay, God, well, what do you want me to do? Uh, try and humble yourself. Um, ask him to cleanse your heart so that you would really seek his way and not your own way. Uh, asking for wisdom. And then be, you know, think through the Bible. What kind of things does the Bible say? And then try and weigh them up. And there'll be a, the Bible says a lot. 
put that together and, and what would it be for you? Uh, ask counsel. You know, two no more than one. It's really helpful to ask people for advice. Someone who knows you well. Uh, someone who knows your situation. As a, a Christian who is just very wise and mature. Um, not just all your friends who are going, also your friends who are leaving, uh, who are staying, right? Both. Uh, ask and, and just take that all in. Of course, what they say shouldn't go against the Bible, but, you know, uh, like we said, they're, they're both valid options. Ask God, Bible counsel, and finally, well, do something. You know, hopefully you will feel God is leading you somewhere. Well, if it's the right thing, do it. Or if you don't feel God is leading you anywhere particular, they're both valid. You know, do something. Maybe just, okay, let me stay and see how it goes. Don't feel paralyzed. That I don't feel the, I don't feel what God wants me to do. But this is the practical, A, B, C, D. But behind all that, there's two things we need to do. We need to, we need to trust God. And first of all, trust that God is at work. You know, sometimes I talk to people and they, 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 they think Hong Kong, well, it, it's so bad. It, it's like God has left. God, God has left Hong Kong. It's doomed. And I, I want to leave. That's not the thing, right? God's kingdom is growing everywhere in the world. God is alive and active. It's not that Satan has kicked him out. And, and you know, if we want to serve God, we need to believe that he is at work. And so, so God is at work in Hong Kong, and if you're here, he will use you. And I have no idea what God is doing. I mean, maybe God is just breaking down idols. You know, a few years ago, Hong Kong wasn't perfect. You know, big idols of money and success, and maybe God is just rattling the cage a bit. Uh, maybe God is just preparing a lot of people, preparing their hearts to receive the good news. God often uses crises. I mean, we, we see South Korea, right? Amazing church growth uh, since 1890. And, and of course, part of that is, yeah, the, the spirit and, and the gospel and those kind of things, yes. On the other hand, <laughs> a lot of things happened that just made people want good news. The Japanese occupation, the Korean War, <laughs> the, 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 the feudalism beforehand, you know. People were ready for good news. Maybe God is doing that. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe God is just sending a lot of Hong Kong missionaries to the UK. I don't know. But we need to believe God is at work. Otherwise, we won't serve him. Otherwise, we won't seek his kingdom if we think his kingdom is not going to grow. So if, if, you, if you're staying here, you know, believe God is at work. And, you know, God, you, you want me to be here, use me. And I'm going to seek your kingdom and I'm going to trust whatever happens, you're going be to be at work. And again, if, if you go, again, trust God is at work. Don't, don't make it a negative thing. I'm, I'm leaving Hong Kong. That's so negative. Let's say I'm, I'm going to the UK and I believe God is there and he has prepared good works for me and I pray that I would walk in them. Right? Positive. God is at work. And that's the first thing. Trust God is at work. But maybe that's more for the good times. At the same time, trust God's ultimate plan for you. Because... I think the future, in many ways, it's very uncertain, right? Uh, all around the world. We've, with COVID, we, we've seen right, how uncertain everything is. We will all face difficulties. We'll all face uncertainties. And maybe you will wonder, have I made the right decision? You may wonder what's happening in the world. Um, we don't know. 
at that time, remember, God has a, a great plan for you. Right? I mean, you're wondering, stay or go. You will go. You will go to be with Jesus. That is God's plan, and then he's going to do that. And you just need to remind yourself of all those wonderful gospel promises. I mean, Romans 8, I think it's the most glorious chapter in the Bible. I've memorized it. It's just all these great promises that, that assure us in the dark times, right? You know, how, how God has, you know, he's foreknew you and predestined you and he will glorify you. How, how he's, he's given you the spirit and the spirit will lead you and, and the spirit is praying for you. When you, you don't know what to pray and you have no idea, the spirit is praying perfectly for you. And, and Jesus died and rose and Jesus is praying for you. Right? Two thirds of the Trinity is praying for you. Isn't that so reassuring? Uh, you know, and, and God is using every detail of your life for good to achieve his plan to make you like Christ and with Christ one day. And, and nothing can stop that plan. You know, many of our plans maybe don't work out. God's plan always works out. And, and nothing can separate us from his love, right? Nothing. You know, no trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword. Nothing. As Paul says... We're more than conquerors, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither things present nor the future, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation can separate you from God's love. And these are the things we need. Yeah, that God's plan is on track. Whether you stay or go, God is with you. His plan will happen. Isn't that so reassuring? And, and if we really trust that, if we believe that, well, we can seek the kingdom. We can seek his righteousness wherever that may be. Why don't we pray we would? Let's pray. Our Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your plan. Thank you for your power. All these things that we so often forget when things are dark and difficult and we don't know what's going on. Thank you that your plans are always on track and you will use us. You are at work. You're at work in us and through us. Give us faith in that. Lord, as we wrestle these with these things, as we think it through, as we seek advice, as we pray, uh, help us to have our ultimate confidence in you and in your love that we've seen so clearly in the cross. Lord, uh, we, we need you. And so please guide us and use us. In Jesus' name. Amen.